Rabbi Chaim Korsia is the spiritual leader of France's half-million Jews, the largest Jewish population in Europe, and still the second-largest Jewish diaspora in the world after the USA, Canada's third. But living as a Jew in France has been tricky to navigate in the 21st century, in a country where secularism is enshrined in law, which means no religious symbols are permitted to be worn in schools or government spaces, and that includes kippahs. Plus, with France housing Europe's largest Muslim community, with over 5.5 million Muslim residents, whenever anti-Israel sentiment flares up, local Jews become the targets. The Jewish community records hundreds of anti-Semitic incidents every year. In fact, in 2014, when Corsia was first elected chief rabbi, right away he had to steer his community through the violent attacks on French Jews linked to the rise of Islamic terrorism around the time of the Intifadas. There were the murders at the Charlie Hebdo newspaper office and at the Kosher City supermarket, and most recently, the killing of 65-year-old Sarah Halimi by an attacker who yelled Aluhu Akbar before he threw her over the balcony. But French courts didn't punish him because he was high on drugs at the time. The anti-Semitism wasn't taken into account, which left the Jewish community bitter ever since. Tens of thousands of French Jews left for Israel in the last decade, and about 650 French-Jewish families have come to Montreal for a new life and are still coming. But Corsia has long called on his community not to leave, unless it's for Zionistic reasons. But in Paris... It's so easy to be Jews. There is many synagogues, there is many schools, there is many stores, there is many restaurants. Everyone has to find his equilibrium. I'm Ellen Besner, and this is What Jewish Canada Sounds Like for Monday, July the 24th, 2023. Welcome to the CJN Daily, a podcast of the Canadian Jewish News, sponsored by Metropia. Rabbi Corsia does have some Canadian roots. His grandparents lived in Montreal 30-odd years ago, and that's when he made his first and only other trip to our country as a student. His parents came to France from Algeria. His late father, André, was himself a rabbi. But Corsia also has multiple civilian degrees, as well as his rabbinical background. He dresses very cosmopolitan. He wears a short beard and a sport jacket. He does many media interviews, and he used to be the chief chaplain for France's armed forces. Here in Canada, he spent a hectic week at the invitation of two Sephardi Jewish groups, the CSUQ, or Communauté Sephardi Unifiée du Québec, and the Canadian Sephardi Federation. And he crisscrossed the city of Montreal and also went to Ottawa and the Laurentians to meet as many Sephardic congregations and camps and leaders as possible. And what he saw surprised him. He didn't expect to see such a strong network of long-established Jewish institutions, or what he describes as a sense of belonging to a community which he admits Jews in his native France do not feel. I sat down with the rabbi outside his hotel on Friday. Welcome to Montreal. Outside the hotel, but in the Elie Wiesel Park. In Elie Wiesel Park, so it's very bashert that we had technical problems and Elie Wiesel is helping us. Now, I want to ask you, is this your first time in Canada? It's not my first time, but it's my first time in uh, to visit all the community. I was it's a long time ago. I was here like a tourist, you know. Oh yeah, what did you when when were you here the first time? No, because my my grandfather and my grandmother they, they lived here in Van Horn. It's not so far from here, but uh, it's a long time. I came in this time. I came for a wedding, and it's very funny because I saw the the kala, the bride, and the kala and the chatan yesterday in the conference in the city, 
and uh, it was the same pleasure to see them. But now it's different, and uh, I, I met an incredible community, so well organized, and um, and they they live together and with the country. They feel very very Canadian, and um, and for me it uh, sometimes it's an example for France because we don't have a Jewish hospital in Paris, we don't have Jewish um, Mont Sinai. Uh, uh, play. We have many things, but we like don't have that. Residence. We have senior residents in Paris, but not like uh, Cummings uh, building where I, I was. Uh, on the Cummings Center, yeah. I was the first day. And um, I, see, I think we have to learn many things from here. Why did you come? What was the uh, motivation for your trip? First, because it's a, it's a very important community, Jewish community in the world. And you are, uh, many of um, Jewish in, Can in Canada, especially in Quebec, especially in Montreal, they speak French. They are coming from Morocco, they speak French. So we have links with the, between uh, this community and France. Uh, really strong links. And um, I think I can send rabbis here. And we have to learn that because we live together. Really, there is a Sephardic community, Ashkenazi community, but they living together and I met all the rabbis of Montreal and the Beddin it's a very important thing the Beddin the rabbinical, rabbinical court they are together Rabbi Weiss Rabbi Banon Rabbi Dan Rabbi Sabah they, they are together one Beddin for the city very important why do you think that that's unusual? no because in the Bible Moses said, "Lot it good do. Don't uh, make um, group and group live together. We have to to learn this 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 verse of the Bible right now, everywhere in the world." I was going to bring it up later, but you brought it up now, so let's dive right in, including the division in the Jewish community about Israel and in the diaspora. There's a there lot. Is no. There, no, is. Sorry. there is no. There is no. There is in Canada. No division. I'm telling you, there no, no, is in Canada. Canada. I, know. I know very well. France, Canada, I don't know. In Jewish community, there is no division. We support Israel definitely, deeply. And in France, we say, in, I, I say to everybody, especially to the rabbis, nous supportons, nous soutenons Israel avec subjectivité. We want to support Israel. We don't like this government, we don't like this government. It's not our problem, we don't live in Israel. It's a question of Israeli people, they vote, and I think it's not very uh, frequent to, to, to vote in this area. You were telling everyone to be subjective. What does that mean? What does that look like? How do you be subjective about something that is fundamental to the Jewish people? I think there is, there is too much anti-Semitic people to say bad things about Israel. We don't need to add our, our feeling. We have to support Israel. It's very simple. When you're talking about that, I know that the recent visit to France of Bezalel Smotrich was controversial because uh, some people reported that the Jewish leaders shouldn't, in France shouldn't meet with him. But did you? All the institutions, we sent people to meet him. So we was represented uh, to this meeting. The, the, the constance of he came and one day and a half they told us you have to come. It's, sometimes it's impossible. We we had something in this time, but we sent somebody, and we never, never 
it's forbidden for us to do something against Israel. So here in Canada, the same thing happens. Um, uh, Sofer came, the immigration minister. First he went to France, and then he came to Canada, his second trip. Um, why does the Israeli government want immigration from France and from Canada? Did they tell you? I think they, they want immigration for everywhere. It's their leitmotiv. We want Jews in Israel. So I think that in the Bible, in the Talmud, it's what that uh, we can live outside Israel, but to help Israel, to be in link with Israel and to support Israel. It's what we, we are going to do in France. I think it's the same in Canada. Now it's, it's finished for, for the other country, you know, Argentine, all this country. Now it's, uh, there is no uh, huge community. Now it's finished. There is so many Israeli people they are going out of Israel. Just, you can go in, in Berlin. There is 150,000 150, Israeli in Berlin, just in Berlin. 100,000 here. And um, it's now, it's, um, it's, uh, the world is like this. We are not all time in our country. We, we can move. Our children are moving there. They, they have a part of their study in this country, in other country. You have so many French uh, students that are coming to McGill, to University of Montreal, in, in state, in everywhere in the world. So now we move, so it's different. Speaking about moving, we know that after um, the attack in uh, Paris, Charlie Hebdo, and then the Kasher Cité, and many, many French Jewish people moved here to Montreal, to Canada. What are you seeing now in France? How big is the exit still? Is it still as... Many people don't want to go to Israel, but they want to go in Canada, in Miami, in London, in Switzerland, in Italy, in many countries now. You know, old people, they want to go in Portugal because they don't pay tax and it's very... It's not expensive. So life is not expensive. So you can live better than in France. It's a, it's a, the world is like this. Now you are not in, in your country from your birth to, to your death. You can move. So, and even you are going to, from France to Israel, you know, it's only four hour and a half planes. It means uh, uh, you lose more time between Paris and the um, suburban uh, area if there is a uh, huge traffic. So, so, but you've been optimistic, if I can interrupt, about telling your community to stay yes. and only go to Israel or elsewhere for not not for economic reasons, but for faith reasons. I read that. Is that no? That, no just that to be just to be cool, because here I understand that here the life is more easy. There is a many a Jewish area, Jewish area, Hampstead. I was in Hampstead in Côte Saint Luc in, in many places. You know, the Jewish life is maybe is more easy. But how is it for and Jewish so life in Paris now? Can people walk outside and getting attacked? Because I know during the recent um, murder, well, the recent shooting of the Algerian no, I, teenager, I was, there were some I also Jewish the, people that were attacked. I want to hear about no, that. I was in like, Côte Saint-Luc. I saw many people are going to the synagogue in the morning. But you can see exactly the same in Paris, in many, many areas of Paris. You know, all over Paris. People are living their Jewish life in Paris because we have uh, the possibility to, to, to live in France without problem, without any problem.
But we have the same problem than all French people. It's the risk of uh, ter terrorist attack, terrorist attack. We have the risk of uh, the violence. We have all the same risks than our citizens. So the actual anti-Semitic attacks, you're saying th in France that we shouldn't think that that's separate? Because I don't believe that to be the case. From what we hear here, with you know the murder of Sarah Halimi, and it was anti-Semitism, and yes. shops are getting yes, attacked in Toulouse. I mean, of course, that was anti-Semitism. Yes, Semitism, yes. Right? but in Pittsburgh too, right. in Jerusalem too, in uh, Canada too, and the, in in uh, and in um, in in London too. Something can happen everywhere, everywhere. It's mean everywhere. It's now our life, not only uh, because we are Jews. Of course, it's more dangerous but like citizen of a democratic country it's like this we have to live with with the, a part of fear and uh, for that we learn very well from israeli society they are what we call in french resilient after a terrorist attack they are going to the bar to drink things and i i remember after the attacks in paris in a, what we call terrace de café and the Bataclan, a concert, we have almost 200 died. And um, I remember many, many of uh, uh, of uh, commentary was, we have to see Israeli society. They they know that the most important is to live, because to live, just to live, is a revenge against against terror. What did the people here in Montreal when you were meeting them? I'd like to come back to your trip. What did they tell you about their concerns? What did you learn? What did you learn? They're living in uh, in Jewish community. For them, the synagogues, the Jewish community is very important. Even non-very religious people, because they are part of Bnei Brit, they are part of uh, the, um, the Quebec uh, Federation, Quebec of uh, uh, Sephardic uh, community. They are part of something Jewish. And it's very important to be a part of a movement. And uh, we have to find how to do the same in France. For many people, they are out of our community. Surprised to hear that, actually. But it's what I, I felt when I was here. And yet, in Quebec, in Montreal, as well as Canada, we had 2,700 anti-Semitic incidents happen last year. How much? 2,790 anti-Semitic incidents. And I know in France, you had about 500 in 2021, and you have more people than us. I mean, your attacks were more deadly than the ones here. Not, not now. No, but Grâce à Dieu. Baruch Hashem, not now. So how do you, dis how do you, how do you uh, understand that difference in the number? Uh, you have, you have, I, I think that you have to be very prudent with uh, the, the numbers like this, you know. For me, a number just a number. We have to think that one attack, anti-Semitic against some somebody, it's too much. I don't want to say none is too much. I know that's a very sensible sentence in your in country. Canada, of voilà. yeah. But one, it's too much. And I said in, in France, I know because sometimes you know you have more twenty percent or less twenty percent. You said last twenty percent. You said why? You know, last twenty percent. It means there is three hundred people. They had a problem in this this year. I think we we can't accept even one uh, anti-Semitic act. 
recently, I'm sure you heard in Montreal, there were flags that were stolen on Yom Ma'ud and burned by teenagers, uh, anti-Israel. Mm -hmm. It's more about Israel now, so then in, there is some still anti-Semitism yeah. directed as Jews. We talked about this For before. But how are you seeing it yes. directed as Jews? No, no, no. no. Our president said in the commemoration of Shoah, anti-Sionism is anti-Semitism. It's very simple. There is no discussion on that. Because if you don't like uh, Honduras, you don't like Honduras, you don't like Maduro, you don't like Chavez, to Venezuela. Venezuela, you don't like Maduro. But you don't say that you don't want that Venezuela exists. You know? In Israel, they, they don't... Even they say we don't like this one or this one or this one. They don't want that Israel exists. It's different. So anti-Sionism is anti-Semitism. For us in France, it's absolute. It's uh, absolutely true. And what did you? What was your message to people you met here? Did you come more to listen, or did you have some kind of message to give? I know you. Both. I think both. I I, I saw many things. I saw many people. I spoke with many people. And I, I spoke about our experience in France. I think that you have to share our experience. And uh, especially um, about the rabbinical function, um, system here, I think that it's a good system because it's almost like a consistoire. It's the only way to share the experience of all the community because the community are very alone. Every community, every synagogue is uh, one synagogue, no more. And there is a federation, Sephardic of Canada and uh, of Quebec. Okay. But all the synagogues, they are, on dit, indépendantes. Yeah. Indépendantes. Okay. I think the, the link between all the synagogues, the link, is a rabbis. And you have a good experience. And in France, we have the consistoire. Uh, and it is uh, it's more easy to share experience between synagogue and synagogue community and city and city here though in I don't know if you're aware we have a few more minutes there is a big separation between Shafardi and Ashkenazi because the majority is Ashkenazi in Canada and from I'm sorry but for me uh, I'm sorry no no no, no I'm sorry for me majority majority minority I don't I don't understand well that I know that every Jew is a Jew, and there is no difference when I met all the rabbis, I met rabbis together, Sephardic and Ashkenazi, and there is no difference. For anti-Semite guy, you know, there is no difference. And uh, we have just to be together, and uh, everyone have his own tradition, and it's very important to respect their tradition and to transmit their tradition. But we are together. Okay. Did you go to any Ashkenazi synagogues here? And if so, why and not? I met, why this, and not? I met this morning, I met, of course, uh, Rabbi Weiss, with the Bedin of Montreal, and I met the Chazan of Synagogue Ashkenazi. But, you know, I was invited by the Sephardic Federation and uh, my friend, um, President Abraham El Arar, and, um, of course, I was in the, on, on this synagogue, but for me there is no difference. I can't pry in one or another one. There's no difference. In France, we have no difference. It's the same. In the consistoire, we have Ashkenazic synagogue, Sephardic synagogue, and we live together. And the rabbis are Sephardic or Ashkenazic. There is no... It's not a question. Did you um, make any sort of programs to have more 
I don't know, visits or more communication or anything between French Jews and and uh, the Quebec situation? What, what, uh, no, what's going to come in the future out of it? Well, I have to build more links between the French rabbis and the Canadian rabbis, especially. They're working together in Beddin, you know, for the get question and all that. Yeah, but we have to to be linked more strong between France and Canada and Quebec especially but to Canada and I will try to do it and um, I can maybe send rabbis I have to, to think about but, uh, one last thing you mentioned um, the similarities between French and, and uh, Jews and Canadians here in Quebec so in Quebec you're aware of Bill 21 do you know what that is mm -hmm. the Laïcité law Okay, do you have an opinion about that here? Because it's a big problem. It's a big problem for the Jewish community in Quebec. It's a Quebec law. In France, we are taking example of Canada in what you call accommodement raisonnable. It means there's a law, but we can do something. There is no, there is no problem for everybody. You know, sometimes you can you have an exam on Shabbat, but it's oral, so you can. You can pass on Friday, on Monday, there is no problem. So you, you can agree for that. So in France, we live in, in laic, we call that laicity. Laicity. And it's very well system, very good system. We have no problem because the first law of laicity, it's what we call uh, liberté de pratique religieuse. We have freedom to practice our faith. So laicity... It's a very good thing in, in France, and uh, I'm sure that it will be a good thing in, in Canada. Except that if you're Jewish and you want to wear a kippah and you work for the government, you can't. I mean, in France too, you can't. I know. We're not used to it. You have, you have to find another way. You don't, you don't have an obligation. No, no, you don't have the obligation to wear a kippah. You can wear a hat. You can wear many things. Just the, the principle is not to have a kippah. It's to have something on your head. Or, your head. or a Magain David, they can't wear... But Magen David, you don't have to, you don't have uh, to to take uh, Magen David so strong. Why do you want that everybody have to see you, Magen David? It's a question. If you are working for government, you have to be neutral. For France, it's a good thing. In France, it's a very good thing, and it's a it's a very good equilibrium. Um, what's your final message for our listeners? I didn't ask you. Uh, do you have something you want them to understand about your your visit to Canada? What what struck you the most? No, it's um, you know it's it's a, it's a great country, but in the en même temps, in the same way, is a country that you can find your place. It's not too big for human. Voilà. Il n'est pas trop grand pour qu'il n'y ait pas cette humanité simple. Et en France, c'est pas possible comme ça? Si en France, oui, mais en France, je suis habitué. Ça m'étonne de retrouver la même simplicité à l'étranger, parce que naturellement on associe tout le Canada aux états unis et c'est différent très différent if you said that in English people would be mad <laughs> non non je, je pense I think that usually we we are non 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 we compare Canada to state but really Canada is very very close than France the spirit you know the capacity to be with other people there is no sentiment of state country so strong that uh, you don't can find your place. You can find your place. One last thing. Did you get to taste any Montreal so bagels? Thing. Did you try any Canadian Montreal culinary Jewish things like Montreal bagels? Have you had those? No, the most important thing is the poutine. <laughs> <laughs>
kosher poutine? Of course. Did you have? Well, of course, but I, I knew that for a long time. But now I try to find the Ben Alerable. Ah, so you haven't had that yet? I have to find a restaurant, kosher restaurant, with the Ben Alerable. I will do it. It's been great to meet you. Voilà. Shabbat shalom. According to the Montreal Jewish Agency, which absorbs French immigrants, since 2000, at least 650 Jewish families have moved to Montreal, although Ometz thinks there are a lot more who just came and bypassed their special France-Montreal outreach program, which the Jewish community set up in 2015. Most French Jews came then because of safety concerns, but the manager of the program, Yael Susana, says the flood dwindled to a trickle during COVID when travel was blocked, And as of this year, with the situation for Jews seeming to calm down a little bit in France, she knows of just 20 families coming so far, mostly for economic reasons, although being able to live an outwardly Jewish life is still a key motivating factor. And that's what Jewish Canada sounds like for this episode of the CJN Daily, sponsored by Metropia. Integrity, community, quality and customer care. Today's listener shout-out goes to Elias Levy, the former CJN correspondent in Montreal, who was next in line after my interview to chat with Rabbi Corsia. And we'll end the show with a note that Monty Quinter's funeral is set for Tuesday, July the 25th in Toronto. Quinter set a record as the oldest member of the Ontario legislature. The former liberal politician died a few days ago. He was 92. He represented the heavily Jewish Toronto riding of York Centre for 23 years until ill health in 2018 forced him to step away from politics. We'll have much more on him in the coming days here on the CJN Daily. Thanks for listening. (laughs) 